0: <laughs> <Those>
1: Potential! Podcast!
0: Reviewing the <laughs> latest in movies, <laughs> TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host Taylor Sokol enjoying joined by my, my Ghostbusting and podcasting co-host Chris Tour. This episode we are reviewing the 2021 Ghostbusters Afterlife, the supernatural comedy filmed, directed by Jason Reitman, who co-wrote the screenplay with Gil Keenan. Of course, we know uh, Jason Reitman is the son of famous director Ivan Reitman, who directed the first two. Very excited to have, you know, as he kind of stated, he was the original ghostbusters fan the fan of all so this was of course supposed to come out last year of many of the films that got pushed back by pandemic but we're very excited about this film now we're going to go into spoiler territory
1: spoiler warning
0: there it is so just if you have not watched this film yet please don't get up no uh please get up and uh, go watch <laughs> it then come back and listen but um right off the bat let's give a little brief synopsis
1: chris over to you So we have a a mom and her two kids, and they are having some tough times in terms of financial uh, struggles, and they're being evicted from their apartment. And so they are left to go to the only place that they actually still have in their name, which is this farmhouse on Somerville, Oklahoma, that their grandpa left for them. Uh, So the mother's father, the grandkids' grandfather. And once they get there, Supernatural things start happening and they start to pick up clues of that their grandfather was more than he seemed. Uh, and the thing is that they didn't really know much about their grandfather because he kind of mysteriously disappeared and didn't really keep in contact. He went to this farmhouse and stayed that way for a long time. So, of course, naturally, it didn't take very long for anyone uh, pre-watching this movie to pick up that definitely the grandfather is Egon Spangler. Uh, Definitely because Phoebe, played by the wonderful McKenna Grace, uh, is designed very much like an Egon character. I mean, she has almost the same exact type of glasses. She's definitely the scientist nerdy one. And we're picking up that, okay, something happened to him. And now this is like a nice continuation film of like a new generation picking up the tools to kind of be a new uh, gang of Ghostbusters to essentially take on the same threat from the first film. And I got to say, you know, I was excited for this film. I think, Taylor, you and I both agree, we don't dislike the 2016 Ghostbusters, but it definitely had a different taste to it, a different feel.
0: Nothing nothing regards to the cast, but just it didn't have the feel of the original films that we we love so much.
1: Yeah, it definitely felt like they were wanting to go in a slightly different direction. And... It was just—I just remember it being it weird that they had they had all three of the surviving Ghostbusters at the time play non-Ghostbuster cameos. Like Dan Aykroyd was like a taxi driver, and uh, Ernie Hudson like owned like the car. Uh, he was Leslie Jones like father. So I was just like, you know, it had its moments, and yeah, nothing against the cast because of course those are all comedic, you know, greats in their own mind. But this was exciting to see. Okay, we're gonna have uh, Jason Ryman following his father's footsteps, picking up the pieces. And this is like, a, what happens 30 years after Ghostbusters 2? You know, and with the new generation. I gotta say, right from the first prologue here, uh, you know, obviously Harold Ramis is no longer with us. He passed uh, back in 2014. But they had some really fantastic stuff in this film to honor him. And they get this great opening action sequence where this is giant mountain and we see this truck barreling away from it and a ghost is following him and it's just like a great it was like a great intense horror sequence in a way of well you got the classic corn
0: you got the cornfield and, uh-huh, and any, yeah. any, any horror film
1: uh worth his salt has a
0: cornfield there's gonna be a cornfield in there
1: um but we're, we're getting the idea that something has attacked him um you know years later we find out that he died of a heart attack if that is quote unquote true and uh, Now now we're getting this new generation to come to the house, and you know they start discovering, you know, some of the devices. They start discovering some of the traps, and we get some great characters in here. Of course, we have Finn Wolfhard uh, as the older brother Trevor, um, who is no Uh, 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 stranger—pun intended—there to Stranger (laughs) Things uh, happening. Um, That's why I'm sure they cast him in this. Uh, Carrie Coon is their mom, playing Callie Spangler. Uh, Of course, we have. Paul Rudd he's a he's a substitute teacher (laughs) Um, but he is a uh, a teacher of seismology so like that's like his passion Uh, although he's kind of working part-time and then we get I think what was no doubt for me and I'm sure for you too Taylor one of my favorite characters of this film and it has to do a lot to that we we do run a podcast Logan Kim plays podcast that's literally his name he is this classmate of Phoebe Who has a podcast he always has his microphone on the go and he was just hilarious um he was adorable and he was hilarious I thought he just brought a lot of fun fun goofiness to the movie and like in a way they each kind of had their own little so much similar nature to the original you know Paul Rudd bringing kind of the Venkman attractive vibe Phoebe being the very smart Spangler one podcast be more like the heart ray you know they all kind of have their element there um what what do you think of these this new cast of characters you know before we get to uh the old the OGs coming in to uh save the day if you will
0: i thought it was i thought it was really good i i agree um uh, mechanic grace was just great it was just such a different role for her and she did play definitely like you know <laughs> the possible granddaughter of egon's character i thought that was really she was really well very dry, very well done with, with the jokes and her character. And she is really kind of the the kind of the lead of this film as we kind of follow her, you know, dealing with... There's a lot of great themes of dealing with being an outsider, feeling you not fit in. Also, you know, the, uh, the sins of the father, the father legacy of, you know, our familiar legacy. And I thought I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, Finn Wolfhard is good. I, I thought he, you know, I wanted to, a little bit more of him and his little you know, flirtation with this girl. I didn't feel the like chemistry was really there. He's great, but, it, you know, he didn't have a lot to do with it. But definitely Logan Kim, who plays podcast and McKenna Grace, were you know, definitely the breakout stars of this. McKenna Grace has been a breakout star for quite a while, but this, both of those are my two favorite. I felt Paul Rudd was a little underutilized in this film. They kind of made him to be like the the Lewis, you know, character yeah. in the first one, which was kind of like, I wanted him to do a little bit more in this film and not be kind of like, the goofy like side character. Um, I feel like they used him kind of, okay, we're gonna have Paul Rudd in this film. That's gonna like draw people. But like I wanted to see him get the Proton Pack. I wanted to see him do a little more of that. And yeah, he didn't know...
1: get to be a Ghostbuster. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but other than that it was great. Now um this film is definitely uh fan service. There's a lot of fan service. Sometimes to the to the to benefit and sometimes to the detriment. I thought it was like you know a little, and we have talked about this. This film plot is vi- basically the first film.
1: Yeah, it's a rehash, and some of it I I was I was down for. Like I think what was cool is, you know, now we're not in New York City, so we're in this very open, you know, farmland type area. It's a very small, you know, everyone knows everybody, and there's this creepy mystery, you know, giant hill. And as we know from the first film, um, and if you've played the video game one of the video games, you know, we know about Ivo Shandor and how he had built part of that structure in New York, and that's why that it was a gateway there to Gozer. Well, we have the Shandor mines in this town. So that's the thing is we picked up that Egon moved here because he knew that eventually Gozer would return, these spirits would return. So he kind of was like, I'm gonna be the last line of defense and build this giant farmhouse that's actually gonna be one giant ghost trap uh you know it would be able to trap what would be like the hundred hundred times what a trap would do this one trap and the thing that he was a problem was that we're we're going back to gozer and yeah the terror dogs and and you know we have the the, the kind of cute you know you know not having the state puff man be large but having a bunch of mini ones it's fun fan service but i was really hoping for just like in a completely original new like ultimate evil and i think the problem too is jk simmons is in this film as ivo shandor they, they go down this giant mine it's got this really cool kind of egyptian look to it like you know these great carvings that are very old and he's in this casket but he's somehow still alive he's in the movie for like two minutes like i think he has one or two lines and then goes or appears goes or rips him in half and i was like that was it like they could have had a lot more with them, you know?
0: If we're going to if we're gonna do more of, you know, looking into Gozer from the first film, why don't we, like, dive into more? I'd love to see, like, they could have more with Ivo Shandor or, like, they didn't really do much. And it was kind of like, okay, like, instead of tackling a whole new bad guy, let's just do that. And I was like, okay, you can have fan service without basically, like, okay, we'll just use the same villain again. You know
1: what would have been cool? I think what would have been cool is they end up going into Gozer's realm and yes. having to fight them there, because it did feel very easy in the end.
0: And which it was fun, kind of funny you said that, because I remember when they were talking about having a third Ghostbusters film, they're gonna be like Ghostbusters in Hell, like they were gonna go to this like this different dimension. And if you've had any of the fans of the Ghostbusters video game, which actually had the original cast, that was a, for a while they said that was kind of like the idea for the third, you know, film. And um, so I think it would have been cool to to do that. Now you mentioned this. You know, talking about great fan service. It was great to bring back the original Ghostbusters and their Ghostbusting glory.
1: Yeah, so we do get the Ghostbusters back all three. And again, they have this really cool, they did uh, using photos of him and a a body double and obviously some CGI. Uh, We have this fantastic uh, ghost image of Harold Ramis. And, you know, it was a cool moment to have, you know, I think it was a little bit too convenient of the moment that they pop in because you really want these kids to be able to take down this ultimate evil. That's kind of the vibe is you're following these kids, the entire movie they've picked up, you know, all four of them have picked up these proton packs. They're now the, the new, the new generation. And then it's like, right. As they're about to almost die. Hey, you miss us. And it's like, Oh, the ghostbusters are back. And it felt like just, they didn't have enough to do in the film. Like, I feel like if we're going to work all this way to have these guys come back. They could have come back earlier in the film. Like, I thought it'd been funny if they go down to the mine and they were there, like, oh, what took you guys so long? You know, or something like... It. I think they could have had a little longer. But it was a really... I thought it was a really cool shot of the three guys crossing the streams. And then we have Phoebe be the fourth one and Egon, ghost hand, helps her to sustain it. That was a really, really touching moment. And I will say, I know a lot of people have gone emotional at the end of this film of... You know, the mom character of all the characters has the most to hate her father because she thought her father abandoned her and never cared about her. And then to come to find out the truth that he was keeping track of her entire life and he was just doing this because he he had to do that. Everyone thought he was crazy. Even the Ghostbusters thought Egon was crazy. You know, I like that that monologue by um, Dan Aykroyd as Ray when Phoebe calls him from uh, jail and he's like, Egon, Conron, hell. He's like, um, he died last week. He's like, oh, oh, gosh. And you just see the regret in his face. that You know, all those years wasted because maybe he didn't believe him. Uh, so I thought it was, it was a touching ending and it definitely left it open to be like, we could get more. You know, we had a great little cameo at the end for Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. And I like the touching, the, the way they properly ended Winston's kind of story of, you know, he came in for a paycheck and now he's the wealthiest of all of them, has this huge business tycoon. Um, you know what I wanted to happen, though, in that scene? That was the very last post-credit scene. I wanted him to be like, well, you should meet my lawyer. And that's when Rick Moranis would have been a great cameo. Oh, I'd be, be like, "Perfect, oh, Mr. Zanmore, I have your papers here, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's like the Gozer element. I just wish they would have done something new with it. They kind of gave her a little bit more of an edge. Olivia Wilde is the uh, uncredited uh, body of Gozer. And, um, you know, like having the terror dogs again. It just yeah, it felt like the setup of the first hour made it so like oh, there's really something brewing in this mountain, and you know they find out that every 28 years this thing of this event happens. I just wanted more from the ending. I thought the third act was kind of like okay, and it was rushed.
0: Well, and there was not enough for for my for my even like a montage because the, all the Ghostbusters was that, like the first one, when they're getting the, the, the gig together and then the second one, they're back. And like, we get Ray Parker jr. And then they're busting ghosts left and right. There was only one ghost they busted. And then it was like, Oh, and now you're in jail. And next thing you know, yeah, now we're in the end of it. And now like I wanted them to like, like Phoebe to maybe tinker with some items maybe create some new
1: devices. The car was cool with like the seat, that was a new thing and I like the uh um, the gunner seat, yeah. The gunner the gunner seat, the motorized kind of like uh RV version of the trap. All that was cool. And Muntra was a fun like new ghost, you know, like eats all and a bunch of metal. And voiced by Josh Gad. Fun. Josh the... Gad. <laughs> Which I was like, what did he voice? Like, rah, 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 like yeah, I, Um, like how much, you know, how much did he get paid for that? Quite, but, um, quite,
0: why can't he be unnamed kid from Pittsburgh? That'd be me. I'll do Muncher.
1: <laughs> but I liked I liked Muncher, but it was surprising that, you know, if you're gonna have Gozer back and you have the Terror Dogs back, that they didn't have a cameo of Slimer at least somewhere. I, I in the end, I think just from the music, the way it was shot, these new characters, the humor and the love of the original films. I did think this was an enjoyable film and I had a good time with it. It definitely has its flaws, but I would be curious to see what they could do next where it would be like, all right, now we have this new cast of characters to take on fully new ghosts or demons or whatever. Cause I would like to see uh, Jason continue the series with these characters. And if the ghostbusters come in every now and then that's great. But like, I think they're all very fun. Podcast Phoebe, You know, Paul Rudd's character, they're all a fun bunch. So I would like to see more from this if they were to continue the series.
0: Yeah, maybe even podcasts. He's like, he's just documenting their trip and he's kind of like running around and he's like, all right, so we're down this hall. The great lady's here again, you know, little different things like that. So yeah, I would be all for having them maybe make other two sequels with these characters again and just doing more as this is kind of like the start of something new. Who knows?
1: Yeah. So. You can now continue to check out Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is in the theaters. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at the Potential Pod, Or
0: you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host,
1: Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.